everyone welcome back to ipv and me it is october 2nd it is officially spooky season my fave it is also domestic violence awareness month uh which is really exciting i have a bunch of things planned for the podcast and my social media um i also have some fun external things planned which i'm going to tell you all about at a later date uh so that's really exciting um i also just wanted to recognize that um today was supposed to be the first day um of the trial uh for ashing murphy uh you maybe have listened to my bonus episode i did on that previously um she was a young woman who was brutally murdered in ireland and uh, the trial was supposed to start today and uh it has been postponed for two weeks uh something to do with the jury i didn't look too much into it um so you know i'll keep you guys updated on that as it happens and i just wanted to to point it out just because i want to send all my love and best wishes to her uh family particularly her friends everyone who knew her because it's going to be a tough time apparently it's going to last uh, for quite a long time too um, so I can only imagine having to be there in court and listening to all that all the details um, and the trauma of that uh, but I hope that everything goes great and that um, this man gets put away for a long long time um, so I don't want to dwell too much today because this episode is going to be long. Uh, it's part two of the Amber Heard story. If you have a list part one, obviously go back and listen now. And just want to thank everyone for the feedback on the first part of the episode. Um, obviously, it's kind of worrisome to say anything public publicly in support of Amber Heard's um, I'm sure those of you who have been there know what I'm talking about. In the last few years, you say anything positive about her and it's just, um, you're inviting the uh, the trolls in and the, the crazy depth fanatics. And yeah, but I'm lucky I didn't get any negative feedback, thankfully. And uh, yeah, so we're just gonna swoop right in there and just get on with it. Um, at the end of part one, just to refresh your memory, um, we had just gone through the uh, deposition um, before the trial and um, we had just finished up with her deposition and um, what had just kind of happened right after um, and all the response publicly that... Uh, that we all know about. Uh, so, okay, I'm just gonna get right on with it. In 2020, the Daily Mail released phone recordings where Heard admitted to hitting Depp in 2015. I'm sorry that I didn't hit you across the face in a proper slap, but I was hitting you, it was not punching you. Babe, you're not punched, she said. I don't know what the motion of my actual hand was, but you're fine. I did not hurt you. I did not punch you. I was hitting you. You poke an animal enough. It is eventually, it doesn't matter how friendly it is. It's not cool. I left last night. Honestly, I swear to you because I just couldn't take the idea of more physicality, more physical abuse on each other, said Depp, because had we continued it, it would have gotten fucking bad. And baby, I told you this once. I'm scared to death. We are a fucking crime scene right now. 
Heard replied, I can't promise you I won't get physical again. God, I fucking sometimes get so mad I lose it. It is worth noting that these quotes were taken from a four hour recording. Heard was trying to explain the difference between him hitting her and her hitting back to defend herself. And I will get more into this later. I just wanted to pop this in here for um, timeline wise. I also have linked an article from loversrespect.org explaining the myth of mutual abuse. Um, Mutual abuse is not a thing. Self-defense is not abuse. I have said before that I slapped my abuser both with my hand, with a shoe across the face because he was in my face in the middle of screaming at me. He was physically threatening me and I lashed out because I was scared and I was upset. I pushed him several times to get him away from me over the years because he was grabbing me and shouting at me. It is called reactionary abuse. Your abuser wants power and control so that's why they abuse you you were getting physical as the victim because you were trying to make the power and control over you stop. Um, So, you know, in simpler terms, you know, they're abusing you because they want power and control over you, but you're getting physical back, not because you want to take the power and control or anything like that. You are trying to make that power and control over you stop. I hope I'm explaining that right. It is violence in response to violence being done to you. If someone has you push against a wall and you push or hit them, you're doing it to get away from them and to potentially save your life. If, for example, if a killer is trying to murder someone and that person punches them, would you say that they are being physically abusive toward the person who's trying to kill them or are they simply fighting for their life? I think it's very simple. On July 7, 2020, a three-week trial began in the UK where Depp fought newsgroup newspapers, the publishers of The Sun, over a 2018 article in which they referred to him as a wife-beater. Depp sued the publisher and executive editor Dan Wooden for libel. The title of the article was Gone Potty. How can J.K. Rowling be genuinely happy to cast wife-beater Johnny Depp in the new Fantastic Beasts film after assault claim? So some of the biggest bombshell claims during the trial, I'm not going to get into all the details of it, but I just want to list some of the biggest bombshells. Um, So Depp began taking drugs in his early childhood. He claimed to have been sober for the majority of his marriage to Heard and that she encouraged him to relapse instead of supporting his sobriety. Texts showed him asking friends for drugs, need more whitey stuff ASAP, brother man, and the e-business. Please, I'm in a bad, bad shape. We should have more happy pills, can you? Say nothing to nobody. Depp accused Heard of attacking him in April 2016, the same night he discovered he owed $750 million in unpaid taxes. He said his former business managers had stolen his money. He said Heard became violent at her 30th birthday, throwing haymaker punches at him. She claimed it was him who was violent that night. Heard's ex-assistant Kate James claimed that her own sexual assault story had been used by Heard in her accusations against Depp. James said she had been raped in Brazil in her 20s, an experience that has haunted her since. When she read Heard's submissions, she said she was shocked to discover she had stolen her story and twisted it into into her own to benefit herself. 
that this caused her extreme distress and outrage. She also said that Heard would drink vast quantities of red wine each night and she would receive a barrage of texts between 2 and 4 a.m. that were incoherent and abusive. She also said that she was probably the least known person she had worked with in Hollywood. I mean, I don't know why that was necessary to say. So Josh Nichols said he would admit James's evidence in relation to having not seen a serious or messy fight and having never seen signs of physical violence. At the time, Amber had only given her story privately to a judge and James admits she hadn't actually heard what story Amber gave. So she didn't know the story that was told, but she's still saying that Amber took her story. So Amber's sexual assault testimony was later made public um, during the Virginia trial and proved Amber hadn't, in fact, repurposed Kate's story. This lie fell apart in the UK trial when Kate James was caught conspiring with Depp in text messages in which Depp states, Thank you, sweetheart. I'm disgusted that I ever fucking touched that scum. Back on Tuesday and then court. We'll hit you when I get back, doll. Come over for a spot of purple and we'll fix her flabby ass nice and good. Love, Jay. Kate James claimed she didn't remember the text and previously testified she had no contact with Depp since Amber terminated her in 2015. She later dropped the accusation. James later said she had been agreeable rather than truthful in court. So again, like she admitted herself that she went along with this story. She lied when she said that she had no contact with him because clearly she did. They got the text messages. And she also didn't even know what Amber's sexual assault story was before she said that she made it up and actually took her story. Uh, but again, this is one of those lies that did rounds on the internet that people still think is true when it's not. Um, texts were read between Depp and the actor Paul Bethany about Heard. So to me, out of everything, these texts are the most damning things against Depp because even if you are a person who doesn't believe he is an abuser these texts prove he is an absolutely disgusting person if you can say the things that he says here in a text message but you're still on his side and saying he's a good man he's sweet he's innocent like you're just literally insane at this point so um Depp's text says, let's burn Amber. And Paul Bethany texts back, I'm not sure we should burn Amber. She's delightful company and pleasing on the eye. We could, of course, do the English course of action and perform a drowning test. Thoughts, you have a swimming pool. Depp, let's drown her before we burn her. I will fuck her burnt corpse afterwards to make sure she's dead. I mean, is that really somebody that you can say is a good person and like the defense that all the Jeff the Depp fans said was like oh yeah but everybody says things like that when they're angry at someone um no they don't I've never said anything like that I've been angry at ev- millions of people before I've never said anything like that about anyone like you might say things like oh I could kill you or like stuff like that if you're angry but like to be that specific and fantasizing about that type of violence it's just so disgusting and like I can understand to me like if I had only seen those text messages I mean like these are texts that were sent from Depp to Paul Bethany who I also think is a scumbag for this like that would be enough if for me to say yeah he's a piece of shit he's an abuser I wouldn't need to 
hear any accusations from either side or hear any other evidence to me I would be like yeah this man is scum Depp accused Heard of cheating on him with actor James Franco and tech billionaire Elon Musk his team provided footage of them getting in and out of elevators with multiple friends including these two men Heard's team claimed these were taken after the couple had separated and that the timestamps had purposely been removed Elon Musk offered her 24-7 security when she said Depp had abused her Depp's exes, Winona Ryder and Vanessa Parody, both defended Depp in witness statements. Ryder wrote, I understand that it is very important that I speak from my own experience, as I obviously was not there during his marriage to Amber, but from my experience, which was so wildly different, I was absolutely shocked, confused and upset when I heard the accusations against him. Ryder also said that the idea that Depp is an incredibly violent person is the farthest thing from the Johnny I knew and loved. I cannot wrap my head around these accusations. He was never, never violent towards me. He was never, never abusive at all towards me. He has never been violent or abusive towards anybody I have seen. Parody echoed Ryder's statements and wrote that her accusations are nothing like the true Johnny I have known and from my personal experience of many years I can say he was never violent or abusive to me. I've seen that these outrageous statements have been really distressing and also caused damage to his career because unfortunately people have gone on believing these false facts. Just remember that just because somebody wasn't abusive to you doesn't mean they can't have been abusive to anyone else. I've seen recently, um, you've probably all seen the uh, accusations against Russell Brand and um, there have been women who have come out and said, um, oh, well, I was making out with him and we got like down to our underwear and then I changed my mind and he was totally fine. He was gentleman about it. Like, okay, I'm sure that did happen, but like that doesn't mean that he wasn't doing it to anybody else, that he was raping other people or anything else just like just because somebody hasn't been abusive to you doesn't mean that they've been abusive to anybody else like it's just it's baffling to me like I'm sure that my ex had plenty of exes himself who he didn't abuse I know for a fact there was at least one that he did um but that doesn't mean that he didn't abuse the rest of them um so that's just important to know and I I think the the difference here between Vanessa Paradis statement and uh, Winona Ryder's at least Winona is acknowledging that you know she says in the beginning I understand that it's very important that I speak from my own experience as I was obviously not there during his marriage to Amber so at least she's acknowledging that like look just because he was perfectly great to me doesn't mean that he wasn't with Amber whereas um, Vanessa you know she's straight away kind of saying these are outrageous statements and they're distressing and whatever um, so, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd like to think that that's an important statement that uh, that Winona Ryder made, that, you know, she's not kind of completely saying that just because it didn't happen to me didn't mean it happened to anyone else, which I think is very, very important. And I think in all aspects of your life, that's an important thing to keep in mind, that just because something didn't happen to you, like you could have a great experience with a person. And then, you know, for example, someone you work with, like, I've known plenty of people that have been, oh, this person, this co-worker has been really horrible to me, bullying me, whatever. But then I could also say, oh, what? That's really surprising because they've always been so lovely to me. You know, it doesn't mean that they haven't been nice to another person. You know, I I think you understand what I'm saying by now. (laughs) Okay, I'm just going to get on with it. 
uh, Depp claimed that her... Okay, so this is, the, this is the big one that everybody seems to focus on during this trial, which just is like... I think this story is just what made the whole thing so kind of farcical and, um, you know, not kind of focusing on what this trial actually was about. So Depp claimed that Heard had defecated in his bed after her 30th birthday party and that this was the moment he decided to divorce her. However, it has been said that it was actually one of the couple's dogs that had done it after accidentally ingesting marijuana when they were both a uh, when they were a puppy and this had caused the dog long-term bowel issues. This was also done after Depp had already moved out of their home. So what would be the purpose um, to have, you know, Heard being the one doing it? Like, if he was already moved out what was the point in her doing that to his bed that he was no longer sleeping in you know what I mean it's like it just doesn't even make sense and Depp has also said that he has been a long time fan of making poop jokes like ridiculous and there's documentation of him texting his former assistant to defecate in front of the master bedroom so Heard would step in it and think it was their dog who was he said was the one with the with the bowel issues I don't know if that sentence made sense. sense. Um, So basically, he had already formally, before this ever happened, made a joke with his assistant saying that she should, or she or he should defecate in front of their bedroom so that Herd would step in it and then think that it was the dog who he also admits had bowel issues. So all of this sounds so childish and immature, like from a grown man. But he's obviously acknowledging here that their dog did have a bowel issue which is what Heard had stated when trying to defend herself um so okay uh on november 2nd the court ruled against depp mr justice nickel ruled that the son was correct in reporting that depp was violent toward his wife nickel referred to 14 separate incidents that the son used to justify calling him a wife beater 14 separate incidents so think about that a spokesman for the son said The son has stood up and campaigned for the victims of domestic abuse for over 20 years. Domestic abuse victims must never be silent and we thank the judge for his careful consideration and thank Amber Heard for her courage in giving evidence to the courts. Heard's lawyer in the US said, for those of us present for the London High Court trial, this decision and judgment are not a surprise. Very soon we will be presenting even more voluminous evidence in the US. We're committed to obtaining justice for Amber Heard in the US court and defending Ms. Heard's right to free speech. Depp's lawyer said in a statement, most troubling is the judge's reliance on the testimony of Amber Heard and corresponding disregard of the mountain of counter evidence from police officers, medical practitioners, her own former assistant, other unchallenged witnesses, an array of documentary evidence which completely undermined the allegations point by point. All of this was overlooked. The judgment is so flawed that it would be ridiculous for Mr. Depp not to appeal this decision. In the meantime, we hope that in contrast to this case, the ongoing libel proceedings in America are equitable with both parties providing full disclosure rather than one side strategically cherry-picking what evidence and can and cannot be relied upon. Four days later, Depp stated that he was asked to resign from his role in Fantastic Beats. Beasts. He said he respected and agreed with Warner. He said, The surreal judgment of the court in the UK will not change my fight to tell the truth and I confirm that I plan to appeal. My resolve remains strong and I intend to prove the, that the allegations against me are false. My life and career will not be defined in this moment in time. Despite this, Depp received full payment for the film per his pay or play contract. 
Depp had hoped to overturn the ruling but was denied an appeal by Judge Nicol who said, I do not consider that the proposed grounds of appeal have a reasonable prospect of success. Depp was ordered to pay £630,000 to newsgroup newspapers to cover their legal fees. In March 2021, he was once again denied an appeal by the Court of Appeals who stated, the original hearing was full and fair and that the trial judge gave thorough reasons for his conclusions which have not been shown even arguably to be vitiated by any error of approach or mistake of law so again like you know people are saying that like the judge was um on amber's side and that um he had connections to the sun newspaper and whatever so he denied the appeal but also the court of appeals denied the appeal the following year so like it's not one big conspiracy against Johnny Depp like I don't think the court of appeals give a crap to be honest like if they're denying it they're saying that the the original hearing was full and fair um and that the judge gave thorough reasons for his conclusions so people are still going to argue against it but like it's the court of appeals like they have more important issues to be dealing with than like being conspiring against a freaking actor you know After the trial, The Sun printed another article about Depp titled Mask Slips. On behalf of all domestic abuse survivors, we can confirm Johnny Depp is a wife beater. Some extracts from the article. So, he was satisfied they started in 2013 when Depp slapped her over a comment she made about his tattoo. The judge found Depp slipped into a monster persona when he binged on drinking drugs. He left Amber fearing for her life in violent rampages where she was choked, pushed to the ground and repeatedly hit. The judge ruled a text from Depp saying he had no mercy, summed up his feelings for his ex. Domestic abuse charities said the ruling showed power and celebrity cannot silence survivors. Lisa King of Refuge said... This is an important ruling and one which we hope sends a very powerful message. A common tactic used by perpetrators of domestic abuse is to repeatedly tell victims that no one will believe them and to use power and control to try and silence them. What we have seen today is power, fame and financial resources cannot be used to silence women. Nikki Norman, chief executive of Women's Aid, said the allegations of domestic abuse against Johnny Depp are extremely serious. Everyone who has experienced domestic abuse deserves to be listened to and believed. This also applies to survivors who do not fit the image of the perfect victim. And regardless of the high profile of the alleged abuser, there is no excuse for domestic abuse. And something I want to add here, too, is that, you know, at the time of the trials there was like a lot of talk of like oh even domestic abuse victims don't believe Amber Heard like for me I feel like you know it's hard to explain it but um I think even in our own heads we have this kind of image of like the perfect victim and you know a lot of times like I've even been like when I kind of say to people like I'll have conversations with people who've been through domestic abuse and particularly physical abuse and told my story and they're like oh but you you, oh so you weren't physically abused or like they kind of think that their their story is like more so considered domestic violence than mine is because I wasn't literally physically hit in the face but I was in a physically abusive relationship I just wasn't you know, kicked around or hit in the face. Like there was many other ways that I was physically abused. And I kind of see that in this a lot too. I think um, 
I think even survivors can have this kind of thing in their heads of like what the perfect victim is. And I think that like they would even feel that about themselves too. Like, I mean, I questioned for years if I actually was really an abuse victim. And even still sometimes in my head, like there'll be times when I question things, you know, and that's just kind of something that follows us. Um, I don't know if that's, if that's kind of, if I'm describing that very well, but um, it's definitely something that I've kind of felt from other abuse survivors too. Um, not in a, I'm not trying to like put them down or anything. I think it's just like we're all on a different path and we're all at, on different stages of our path through this. Um, and, you know, you kind of, you're at different points in the, in the same road, basically. And, you know, I may have gotten to a point where I understand one thing about abuse, but someone that's kind of behind me hasn't gotten to my point yet, doesn't understand that yet. So they're kind of questioning things, um, if that makes sense. Um, but anyways, continuing on. Um, and this is still from the article, which also is linked in the bio. All these articles are from the sun. A picture of Depp collapsed next to his bed was taken by Amber in July 2013 in a bid to shock her husband into getting off drinking drugs, the court heard. On one occasion, Depp texted his private nurse saying he had a nasty argument with Amber and wanted some fucking knockout yum yum, a reference to strong prescription painkillers. When the nurse arrived, Depp was sitting in his kitchen with scraped and bloody knuckles. He had earlier texted his sister, I will fucking savage some motherfucker. It was also claimed Depp threatened to crush Amber's neck and accused her of having affairs with other leading men. She was also variously described as a fat, ugly witch, disgusting pig, cunt, and inhuman, scum-filled suckfish. The court heard Depp's daughter, Lily Rose, urged him to stay with Amber, believing she was helping him become a better father. However, Depp branded Amber's claims a hoax and accused her of attacking him as he gave evidence for more than 20 hours. He also bragged about his friendships with stars, including Keith Richards and Sir Elton John. That's another thing I find too with like celebrities. If, you know, they'll have other celebrities who are considered like, you know, golden celebrities, like people who everybody really likes and then if they are on the side of the person who's being accused of whatever bad thing they're being accused of it's like people say oh well if this person is backing them up but like we don't know them personally either like you don't know those celebrities you don't know if they are actually a good person you're just seeing their public persona like it's not the real thing and that's just something that always baffles me about celebrities like you're not seeing the real person you don't know that that's their real personality like they're only giving you a teeny tiny percentage of what their personality is and that's just something that always kind of blows my mind about celebrity culture and just that really like irks me about it so on the 11th of april 2022 the u.s trial began in opening statements herd's lawyer j benjamin rottenborn told the jury that depp is going to try to turn this case into a soap opera which he succeeded in. At one point during the proceedings, Rottenborn read out the full op-ed and argued that it was clear that the article wasn't meant to draw up allegations against Depp, but to speak about an issue impacting pending legislation. Rottenborn argues that if Heard had intended to describe her relationship with Depp, believe me, the article would have looked very, very different. She could fill a book with those details. She would have told you about the monster, but she didn't. That wasn't the point of the article. Because Johnny Depp brought this case, all of that is going to come out. 
Just know, Amber Heard didn't want to unearth for the public who the real Johnny Depp is. You'll see the real Johnny Depp behind the pirate costume. Depp's lawyer, Benjamin Chu, blasted Heard as a lawyer, saying in court that her accusations ruined Depp's career and alienated him from producers who once favoured the movie star. When, like Mr. Depp, your career depends on your image and your reputation or whether movie producers want their movie associated with you, that can be particularly harmful. By choosing to lie about her husband for her own personal benefit, Amber Rose chose to ruin his reputation, he added. So I'm just going to brush through just some of the things that were testified to during the trial. I'm not going to get into too much detail because honestly, this whole thing was wild and we've heard enough of it at this point. It really was a soap opera and I don't think I can fully take the trauma of it all again by going through it in detail. I don't want to talk about the Depp fans that were outside the court every day. I don't want to talk about his lawyer, Camilla, that everybody was obsessed with and thought that her and Depp would be a great couple. I don't want to talk about any of that because frankly, I get too annoyed. It's very traumatic for me. I just don't want to go through it. So I'm just going to quickly like go through the important points that I think. Um, Also, something that I heard recently, um, because that Camilla Vasquez person is, you know, been nonstop doing interviews about the stab trial, like she's loving the attention is what it appears to me. Um, But I thought it was particularly cruel was that she would send somebody in from her team to spritz in the ladies' bathrooms, um, which Amber would have been using, to spritz Depp's cologne around the bathroom. Like... If that is not the most traumatic thing, like smell, people say, is our strongest source of like memory. And I totally believe that. Like it can take you right back to a certain point in your life, whether it's a good thing or a really bad thing. Obviously, that's a very traumatic experience for her. So can you imagine like doing that on purpose? Like, oh, I just thought it was so, so, so evil and cruel. It just really, really disgusted me, to be honest. And it kind of like went to show just how much this was like a media circus and um a soap opera as Heard's lawyer said that it was going to be. So anyway, I shall continue. When Depp took the stand, he claimed Heard was the abusive one in the relationship. He said it started with little digs and demeaning name calling, that he was suddenly wrong about everything and suffered an endless parade of insults. He said sometimes the arguments would escalate to violence, that she would shove him or throw wine in his face. He said he would try to extricate himself by locking himself in the bathroom. He blamed this for why he was reaching out for what he called numbing agents to distance himself and his heart from those situations. He said a possessed herd severed his finger with a vodka bottle. He said he lied to doctors about what really happened to protect her. He said his original reaction to the feces in his bed was to laugh as it was so absurd and said it was ridiculous that she blamed the dog for it, that they were too small to make such a large mess. The ACLU said they had received four installments totaling $1.3 million from Heard. One payment was believed to have been from Elon Musk. Heard and Depp's daughter, Lily Rose, appeared to have a close relationship at the time. In a text to her father, she called Heard a good influence on him and his substance abuse issues. She texted, You've been a better dad to Jack and I since she has been around and she was helping with the alcohol problem. I just see what a positive effect she's had on you and I'm afraid those things will leave with her. Please don't write her off now. She may surprise you and explain herself. In another set of messages, Lily Rose and Amber are seen planning to meet in December 2015. 
Her texts Lily Rose, am I going to see you before you leave? Lily Rose replies, I hope so. I have to get some last minute Christmas presents tomorrow. Would you want to come with me? Heard said that Depp became violent after an incident where Heard was comforting his daughter after Depp had been behaving erratically while on a boat and Lily Rose was crying and nearly having a panic attack. Depp sent Lily Rose away and accused Amber of kind of telling on him and calling him a drunk in front of his kids that it wasn't her place. She said she was protecting him. He then turned violent. A psychologist Dawn Hughes said Depp forced her to give him oral sex and penetrated her with a bottle. She said when Mr. Depp was drunk or high, he'd throw her on the bed, rip off her nightgown and try to have sex with her. There were times when he forced her to give him oral sex when he was angry. These weren't in loving moments. These were angry moments. She provided this testimony based on 29 hours of clinical interviews with Heard, as well as her review of court transcripts. She said Depp displayed obsessive jealousy and was the true abuser in the relationship. She said Heard had PTSD from the relationship and the cause was the intimate partner violence she suffered. You said Heard suffered physical abuse from her father as a child and grew up with parents who both had substance abuse issues. But you said she was able to discern that the PTSD was tied to Depp and not to the childhood trauma. However, she said the childhood abuse is part of what contributed to her putting up with Depp's behaviour. She learned she could love someone who hurts her. She knew that people who hurt her also could love her, you said of her. She truly, truly believed she could fix Mr. Depp and rid him of his substance abuse problems, but that did not work. Yuse added, she said she conducted three tests, which suggests to me that Miss Heard is not malingering or making up her symptoms for gain. Hughes further said that Heard suffered from psychic trauma due to statements made by Depp's representatives about her. She found that there was a high degree of serious violence perpetrated by Mr. Depp towards Heard, and there was violence more on the mild level perpetrated by Miss Heard toward Depp. Heard said she thought Depp was joking the first time he hit her. She testified that Depp slapped her a second time and said, you think it's so funny, bitch. You think you're a bit, you're a funny bitch. The actress said she then realized that Depp had not been joking, but she didn't react because she was unsure of how to respond. Heard said she stared at Depp and he slapped her across the face a third time, at which point she lost her balance. Heard testified that Depp once grabbed one of her pet dogs and held it out of a moving car window while he howled like an animal. Everyone in the car, I'll never forget it. Everyone just froze. No one did anything. Heard said that she didn't want to react in case she prompted Depp to drop the dogs. Heard said Johnny Depp would often self-harm during fights, using knives to cut himself and putting lit cigarettes out on himself. He'd flick them at me and once or twice he'd try and put one out of me, but mostly he would do it while screaming at me. He once did it right in front of me, screaming at my face as he put the cigarette out on his cheek. Io Tillett Wright testified about something Depp said at their wedding. I was walking with Johnny and congratulating him that they pulled it off. Wright, who served as best man at the ceremony, testified, adding that Depp then said, we're married now, I can punch her in the face and nobody can do anything about it. Her's attorney told the court that Heard carried a makeup palette with her at all times to cover bruises inflicted on her by Depp. The attorney held up a palette by cosmetics brand Milani as an example. It was a colour correcting palette and the attorney explained how she would have to mix the different colours for the different days of bruising as they developed. After this, the company's TikTok posted a video stating it would have been impossible for her to use that specific colour correcting palette as it had been created after she filed for divorce. The video was captioned, you asked us, let the record show that our correcting kit launched in 2017 after facing backlash, they posted a statement saying, 
The video was to verify the claim that our eagle-eyed and loyal fan base made about the product named in the trial and insisted that the company wasn't taking a formal stance in the trial, evidence or future outcome of the case. Heard testified that it wasn't the exact palette she'd used, but that it was a palette like that. After the backlash, Milani removed the TikTok video. Milani further received backlash recently when they made a post for Women's Equality Day, posting quotes by various well-known women to their social media. Twitter user Holden Ford Focus tweeted, It was super empowering and feminist when you guys jumped on your official TikTok account to try and discredit Amber Heard's domestic violence testimony based on the release date of a concealer palette, which her lawyer clearly stated was just being used as an example product. So there was a lot packed in there, but basically her lawyer showed this palette as an example of a palette that... Amber had used this was not her exact palette she was using um she was trying to cover it but it was very obvious and you could see what the brand was um but I think Milani used it as a kind of way to like promote themselves and like I mean obviously anybody that is like fanatically on depth side is gonna then probably be in support of Milani probably follow them on social media seeing that they're posting this but even if you're posting for a big brand like that to post something like that and try and get like promotion off the back of it was so disgusting even just like the caption you know saying let the record show like it's just oh it, it's just so disgusting to me and I tell you this now I will never ever ever wear their products buy their products anything like it's just so gross to me Depp once asked his former agent to shut down a movie production because it featured a nude scene with Heard. Tracy Jacobs, Depp's former agent, said the actor romanticised drug culture and had fundamental issues with anger that intensified over time before detailing one specific incident when Depp sent her a series of angry all-cap emails instructing her to shut down the 2018 film London Fields over nude scenes that featured Heard. Depp began the exchange by informing Jacobs that the producers of London Fields intended to debut their film at the Toronto International Film Festival and that she should contact them immediately about cutting nude scenes that featured Heard. It is in Amber's contract that there will be no nudity and her fucking agents are weak and insipid, Depp said in the email. Will you please call these motherfuckers and you and Jake get on this immediately? It must be shut down or I will sue them 18 ways from fucking Sunday. These people are nobodies in this business and they should be made to understand that we will ruin them instantly. So that's just another example, I think, of not only him trying to exert his control over her and her career, but also other people involved. Like he's trying to get a movie shut down and scenes caught from it that he wasn't even involved in. Like it's so ridiculous. The actress and ex of Depp, Ellen Barkin, said he was controlling and jealous and a drunk. He was always drinking or smoking a joint. She said he gave her quaalude and asked if she wanted to fuck, and she did after a few minutes of saying no. She clarified that she wasn't saying that she didn't consent. She said there was always an air of violence around him, a lot of yelling, and added that he could be charming. She said she witnessed him being verbally abusive toward his staff, excuse me, and that he would call his assistant a pig. After the trial, she said, I've never met Amber Heard in my life, but I know what I know about Johnny Depp. He never touched me, but I saw violence. I saw him strangle an assistant director. He did throw a wine bottle, but I didn't feel at the time that testifying was an act of bravery. I felt it's just what you do. I just can't watch an underdog or a minority, a woman, a child, a person of colour. I can't see it. I go mental. 
Michelle Mulroney, an attorney who represented Amber Heard during pre and post nuptial negotiations with Johnny Depp, said the actor phoned her in the middle of the negotiation process and called her a bitch. My recollection is that he was very mean. He called me names and that he fired me on behalf of Amber, Mulroney said. My only exact recollection is that he called me a bitch. Jurors found both Depp and Heard liable for defamation against each other in a verdict reached Wednesday. They awarded Depp $50 million in damages from Heard and awarded Heard $2 million from Depp. Depp was not present in court due to work commitments. A spokesperson for Heard said, Your presence shows where your priorities are. I love that quote. Johnny Depp plays guitar in the UK while Amber Heard waits for a verdict in Virginia. Depp is taking his snickering and lack of seriousness on tour. And that's another thing. If you watch the trial or watch clips of it, he was constantly snickering throughout the whole thing, just not taking it seriously at all, which just, again, just sickened me. Immediately after the verdict, Heard released a statement. The disappointment I feel today is beyond words. I'm heartbroken that the mountain of evidence still was not enough to stand up to the disproportionate power, influence and sway of my ex-husband. I'm even more disappointed with what this verdict means for other women. It is a setback. It sets back the clock to a time when a woman who spoke up and spoke out could be publicly shamed and humiliated. It sets back the idea that violence against women is to be taken seriously. A spokesperson for Depp said six years later, the jury gave me my life back. I am truly humbled. From the very beginning, the goal of bringing this case was to reveal the truth regardless of the outcome. The statement continued, speaking the truth was something that I owe to my children and to all those who has remained steadfast in their support of me. I feel at peace knowing I have finally accomplished that. Oh, it just gives me chills. Amber's lawyer claimed the jury's verdict was affected by social media and that they planned to appeal. I mean, of course it was. Depp joined TikTok to thank his fans for their support. A spokesperson for Heard slammed this by saying, As Johnny Depp says he's moving forward, women's rights are moving backward. A spokesperson for Heard said, The verdict's message to victims of domestic violence is, Be afraid to stand up and speak out. Depp's lawyer said Depp wouldn't force her to pay the 10 million that it was never about the money for him. Amber said on NBC's Today Show, even somebody who is sure I am deserving of all this hate and vitriol, even if you think that I'm lying, you still couldn't tell me, look me in the eye and tell me that you think on social media there's been a fair representation. She said she doesn't blame the jury. I actually understand. He's a beloved character and people feel they know him. He's a fantastic actor. I totally agree with her here and I think like as much as you may be on Depp's side you have to agree that the representation on social media had not been fair like you'd have to agree with that she told Savannah Guthrie I'm scared that no matter what I do no matter what I say or how I say it every step that I take will present another opportunity for this sort of silencing which is what a defamation lawsuit is meant to do it's meant to take your voice Hurd said she felt less than human during the trial especially after seeing the support for Depp both outside the court and on social media I loved him with all my heart and I tried the best I could to make a deeply broken relationship work and I couldn't the Aquaman star said I have no bad feelings or ill will towards him at all I know that might be hard to understand or really easy to understand if you've ever loved anyone it should be really easy Guthrie also brought up the criticism by Depp's lawyers that Heard has not taken accountability. In response, Heard said that she behaved in horrible, unrecognisable to myself ways which she regrets. We were awful to each other. I made a lot of mistakes, a lot of mistakes, but I always told the truth, she said. 
she said she still plans to donate the seven million from her divorce settlement. Heard's lawyers filed a 53-page document calling for the jury's verdict to be tossed. They claimed that there was insufficient evidence to support Depp's claims and that the monetary damage awarded was excessive. The legal team also said that one of the jurors was never called for jury duty and was wrongly seated in the trial. The judge denied her claims for a mistrial. In November 2022, Heard's lawyers filed an appeal in Virginia requesting that Depp's $10 million defamation lawsuit against her be reversed or a new trial to be granted. Heard's lawyers argued that the case was filed in the wrong state and that the case should never have gone to trial because another court had already concluded that Depp abused Heard on multiple occasions. Heard's lawyer said that if the verdict is allowed to stand, it undoubtedly will have a chilling effect on other women who wish to speak about abuse involving powerful men. Heard released a statement on her Instagram account. After a great deal of deliberation, I've made a very difficult decision to settle my defamation case brought against me by my ex-husband in Virginia. It's important for me to say that I never chose this. I defended my truth and in doing so, my life as I knew it was destroyed. The vilification I have faced on social media is an amplified version of the ways in which women are re-victimised when they come forward. Now I finally have an opportunity to emancipate myself from something I attempted to leave over six years ago and on terms I can agree to. I've made no admission. This is not an act of concession. There are no restrictions or gags with respect to my voice moving forward. I made this decision having lost faith in the American legal system where my unprotected testimony served as entertainment and social media fodder. When I stood before a judge in the UK, I was vindicated by a robust, impartial and fair system where I was protected from having to give the worst moments of my testimony in front of the world's media and where the court found that I was subjected to domestic and sexual violence. In the US, however, I exhausted almost all my resources in advance of and during a trial in which I was subjected to a courtroom in which abundant direct evidence that corroborated my testimony was excluded and which popularity and power mattered more than reason and due process. In the interim, I was exposed to a type of humiliation that I simply cannot relive. Even if my US appeal is successful, the best outcome would be a retrial where a new jury would have to consider the evidence again. I simply cannot go through that for a third time. Time is precious and I want to spend my time productively and purposefully. For too many years, I've been caged in an arduous and expensive legal process, which has shown itself unable to protect me and my right to free speech. I cannot afford to risk an impossible bill. And that is not just financial, but also psychological, physical and emotional. Women shouldn't have to face abuse or bankruptcy for speaking her truth, but unfortunately it is not uncommon. In settling this case, I am also choosing the freedom to dedicate my time to the work that helped me heal after my divorce, work that exists in realms in which I feel seen, heard and believed, and which I know I can affect change. I will not be threatened, disheartened or dissuaded by what happened from speaking the truth. No one can and no one will take that from me. My voice forever remains the most valuable asset I have. I'd like to thank my outstanding appellate and original trial teams for their relentless hard work. I want to thank anyone who has supported me and I turn my attention to the growing support that I felt and seen publicly in the Munson's trial and the efforts that have been made to show solidarity with my story. Any survivor knows that the ability to tell their story often feels like the only relief and I cannot find enough words to tell you the hope your belief in me inspires, not just for me, but for all of you. Thank you. See you soon. 
Domestic violence organisations said the verdict could make it difficult for survivors to come forward. The National Coalition Against Domestic Violence President Ruth Glenn said the verdict adds another barrier to what victims and survivors have to deal with. The Me Too movement said on Twitter, So many survivors, women in particular, will feel defeated in this moment. Healing often can't be found in the courtroom or in a jury decision, but it's still possible. Rolling Stone published an article which was widely criticised where several survivors of abuse spoke about how the case and verdict made them feel. One survivor said, It's been bizarre to see friends I thought were supportive posting disgusting herd memes. She added that the global humiliation of herd was her worst fear playing out on a public stage. The writer of the article, E.J. Dixon, tweeted before the article was released saying, Amber Heard had more evidence than 99.999% of domestic abuse survivors have to support her claims of abuse, and a jury still found her guilty of defamation. Meanwhile, the person she accused could not be bothered to even show up in court. We hate women so much in this country. Comments underneath her tweet claimed she clearly hadn't even watched the trial if she was coming to that conclusion. People and organisations specialising in women's rights advocacy, domestic violence and sexual assault awareness signed an open letter of support for Amber Heard. Among them were feminist icon Gloria Steinem, the National Organisation for Women, the National Women's Law Centre, Equality Now, the Women's March Foundation, Refuge, the Me Too Media, Sexual Violence Prevention Associations, Futures Without Violence, Women for Change, National LGBTQ Institute on Intimate Partner Violence and many, many others. So I have linked the letter, but I'm also going to read it in full here. Five months ago, the verdict in the defamation trial between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard deeply concerned many professionals in the fields of intimate partner and sexual violence. As many, including A.O. Scott for the New York Times, have noted, the vilification of Miss Heard and ongoing online harassment of her and those who have voiced support for her have been unprecedented in both vitriol and scale. Much of this harassment was fueled by disinformation, misogyny, by phobia and a monetized social media environment where a woman's, a woman's allegations of domestic violence and sexual assault were mocked for entertainment. The same disinformation and victim-blaming tropes are now being used against others who have alleged abuse. In our opinion, the depth heard trial verdict and continued discourse around it indicate a fundamental misunderstanding of intimate partner and sexual violence and how survivors respond to it. The damaging consequences of the spread of this misinformation are incalculable. We have grave concerns about the rising misuse of defamation suits to threaten and silence survivors. We condemn the public shaming of Amber Heard and join in support of her. We support the ability of all to report intimate partner and sexual violence free of harassment and intimidation. So many other celebrities also came out in support of Heard or to give their opinions on Depp. Kathy Griffin commented her support to Amber under her statement on Instagram after the verdict. Julia Fox has tweeted that it is wrong to think Amber was the abuser, that she was only 25 and you need to have power to be able to abuse it, and Depp had all the power, including financially and physically. Howard Stern called Depp a huge narcissist. I think Johnny Depp is a huge narcissist, and what I mean by that is he figured, I'll put this on TV, and because I'm so persuasive and I'm so smart and I'm such a wonderful guy, but that's what narcissists do, I will charm the pants off of America at the trial. I completely, completely, completely agree with what he said there. 
um, actor David Crumholtz, um, who I actually met a couple of weeks back at my job, and he was such a lovely person. Um, if you don't recognize the name, you'll definitely recognize him. Um, he was probably, I feel like, most famously known um, as the guy, and you know, the Santa Claus movie, and he plays the, the head elf. I can't remember his name right now. He's that guy. He was in 10 Things I Hate About You. He was like uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt's little bestie. Um, so yeah so he was real real sweetheart when I met him but uh, he made some posts on his Instagram which I found really interesting I think he had a lot of um, really important points to make so I'm just gonna uh, read those out right now Amber Heard is a victim of abuse by Johnny Depp don't you just love his work isn't he handsome Heard he's a sweetheart Captain Jack Sparrow drugs and alcohol turn men into monsters I believe Amber Heard she is not innocent but she is a victim Johnny Depp's smugness during the trial is sickening. The reason Johnny Depp lost career opportunities is because he was a total mess. Disney, etc. doesn't care what Amber accused him of. He ruined his public image by being a severe drug abuser and drunk. I worked with Amber. She's not psychotic. She's brilliant and strong and got caught up in bullshit. She made a mistake. Why is Johnny suing her? Because he has not owned up to his raging addiction issues. Rachel Riley from Countdown said she wouldn't wish this guy on her worst enemy. Evan Rachel Woods defended her many times online and received countless abuse from Depp fanatics. Despite saying he wanted to remain neutral in the trial, Jason Momoa fought hard to have her keep her role in Aquaman. Jennifer Grey, an ex of Depp, said she didn't recognise Depp in the trial as the Depp she dated many years ago and referenced in her memoir that he was often jealous, paranoid and angry. Lena Headey, Kate Nash, Melanie Linsky and Selma Blair liked Amber's statement on Instagram and did not publicly support Depp. Mia Farrow cited a New Yorker story titled The Depp Heard Verdict is Chilling. Sarah Paulson showed her support by following Heard on Instagram. Other celebrities who have interacted with positive Heard posts include Amanda Seyfried, John Legend, Ed Norton, Phoebe Bridgers, Emily Radajowski, FKA Twigs, Christina Ritchie, Melissa Benwist, Natalie Emanuel, Busy Phillips and Lindsay Lohan. Celebrities who withdrew their support of Depp, mainly by unliking his victory statement after the trial when the unsealed documents were released, included Sophie Turner, Bella Hadid, Youngblood, Holly Bailey, Zoe Deitch, Jennifer Coolidge, Orlando Bloom, Robbie Darner Jr., Amanda Knox, Christina Henricks, Riley Keough, McKenna Brace and Elle Fanning. Although, to me, that seems more like a PR move rather than support for Amber. But, um... Again, like I said, like the the words of celebrities, um, you know, shouldn't really mean too much, especially in something like this. But I think it's important to note that there was a lot of support for Amber as well, um, because I think it kind of overtook when people were like, oh, this person, you know, supported Depp and they're a really good actor. So they must be right. You know, so I just wanted to point that out. So previously sealed documents were released after Depp fans paid $3,000 to find negative revelations about Heard, but it is safe to say that plan actually majorly backfired. There were 6,000 pages of documents and I have attached a link to, <laughs> I've attached a link in the bio if you want to do that reading for yourself. Um, I did not go through it. Um, so a lot of it was pre-trial evidence that was rejected for the actual trial itself um and you know to me I just think like why do you care so much as a Johnny Depp fan like was it a not was it not enough for you to have him win the defamation trial no you had to pay three thousand dollars like 
Depp fans grouped together their money to pay $3,000 to unseal these court documents. Like, it's crazy. But it ended up backfiring on them anyways um, because there was so much negativity from Depp's side on it and proof as well. And, you know, I just think, like, why do you care so much about a celebrity? Like, why do you care so much? I mean, as much as I'm on Amber's side here as a victim... I wouldn't go paying $3,000 to unseal her trial documents. Like, I don't know the girl. It's not my business, you know? So uh, Twitter user SparrowQLD tweeted, it would have been much better for Depp fans if they had just donated the money to a homeless person or even the poor male domestic violence victims they say they care so much about. But no, they tried to get dirt on Amber and it backfired hilariously. That is so true too. It's like... You know, they say they care so much about like, oh, these poor male domestic victim violence victims and like nobody thinks about the men. They always say it's the women. But like, are you doing anything about it? Probably not. Right. Um. So the on-sale documents, I have gotten these, uh, the list of the main points from, again, Twitter user Chateau Bonnie. I have linked um her, his or her, I'm not sure, um, their uh twitter page in the bio and linked specifically to all of the points that i'm using here from their page um it was a really good way of kind of um picking out all of the important documents and then i was able to go um or the important important points for the documents and i was able to go back and kind of do a bit of research on them individually um so i just picked out things that i haven't really gone through um previously uh so i'm just going to list a bunch of things here um, so Depp suffered erectile dysfunction, which is relevant to his use of a bottle to rape her in addition to explaining his mindset and anger. Depp wanted to use revenge porn against her by submitting her nudes into evidence, along with the fact that she worked in a, as an exotic dancer at a strip club before she was famous. He wanted to imply that she had worked as an escort. Depp included pictures which were proven to be altered to show his injuries. So proven altered pictures to enhance injuries he claimed he had from hurt. There were no creation dates on the photos and they were shown to have been modified after the lawsuit was filed. Some were modified up to four years after the original pictures had been taken. So like, why would you need to alter pictures that were taken four years ago? Like, it's so obvious. Depp also manipulated audio of arguments between the former couple and refused to provide unedited audio. The metadata again confirms they were manipulated. So this is pertaining to the uh, phone call that I mentioned earlier that I said I was supposed to, I was going to speak more about later, where, um, you know, apparently, allegedly, Amber admits that she was hitting him, but they had actually taken out so much of the dialogue in between that. So I'm just going to read it um, back and forth. Um, so <clears throat> beginning with Depp. If things get physical, we have to separate. Heard. No, we don't. Depp. We have to be part from one another, whether it's for fucking an hour or 10 hours or fucking a day. We must. There can be no physical violence. <clears throat> Excuse me. Heard. I agree about the physical violence, but separating for a day or night and taking time off. For oh, excuse me, guys. Sorry, <clears throat> my voice has um, gotten croaky from speaking so much. Okay, so um, so everything from here on, what I just said there is all stuff that was included. Everything from here on was um, edited out of the audio. So this was manipulated. So he didn't want to show the full conversation. So heard, 
<clears throat> I agree about the physical violence, but separating for a day or night and taking a night off from our marriage, Depp, no, 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 heard. This just means it opens up, Depp. Listen, I'm just giving examples. It could be fucking three minutes. It could be fucking two weeks. I'm just saying, heard. We need to agree on certain boundaries so we have boundaries again. We need to make agreements and hold each other accountable to them and ourselves accountable to them, which is why I'm even bringing this up. Depp, I'm not. Heard, you know what I mean? Depp, I'm not seeing anything negative. Heard, I know. Depp, all I'm saying is we need to take whatever time we need, you need or I need, to kind of let things settle for a minute so that we don't fucking kill each other or fucking worse, you know? Fucking, like, really kill each other or fucking break up or whatever. Heard, just don't. I think that. Depp, help me and I'll help you. Heard, I, this is the thing that makes me feel unsafe and unstable, to be honest. This is what makes me not trust. Depp, what's that? Heard, it's the, that there's like, Depp, walking away, going to a corner. Heard, no, a loophole. It's like, oh, go and take the time you need, take the time you need. Okay, fine. Every time I get mad at you, I can go split. Except for, oh wait, I don't have my own place to go to split to. Depp, no, Amber, stop. Heard, you know, it makes me think I should. It makes me, you know, I don't have a place I can go. I'd have to go to a hotel, you know, and I don't have the funds to do that. Depp, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying, heard. I think we should control ourselves and not get physical. And if it gets physical and we've dropped that wall, then we're going to drop the other one. So it's going to be like, you're going to split or I'm going to fucking split. And who says I'm going to come back? Depp, you may be right, but you can't predict the future. Once again, here's what I'm saying. If the fight escalates to the point of where it's just insulting for both of us, or if it gets to that physical fucking shit, the violence, that's when we just say, look, let's go to our corners, man. You hang wherever you want, baby. I'm going into the office and I'm just going to fucking sit there and try and de-jellify my fucking brain. I'm not talking about running out of the fucking house. I'm not talking about me, you know, splitting because I'm a cunt, I'm a coward and or whatever. I'm talking about go to our our corners. I'll go to my little office. You go. You can have the house. You can just take the house and wander wherever you want. I won't fucking come bother you, you know? And if at that point you're feeling better after 10 minutes, come knock on the door. Heard. I always do that. Depp, and please let me finish. Heard, sorry. Depp, and if in 10 minutes I'm feeling like, all right, I got the solution for this or I know how we can, you know, please, I'll come knock on your door or I'll come find you. Depp, heard, will you try? Depp, what? Heard, will you try not to make it an all night thing? Depp, I just told you. Heard, I wasn't done. Will you try and not make it a lifestyle? I mean, will you try and remind yourself that they can just be fights and try and... Depp, absolutely. Heard, respect that it doesn't have to be an all night thing. Depp, absolutely. Heard, I don't want to go to bed mad and we were doing really good with each other. We didn't for a long time. Depp, I don't want the, I know, but we weren't insulting one another to the points of like, wow, you know, like the way I insulted you in Toronto or the way you insulted me on the plane or where, you know, whatever. Let's not get to that point. That's nothing. That's, that's bullshit. That's, that's the kindergarten shit. We don't fucking need to do that. What we could do is just try to be fucking calm and say, look, this is really getting somewhere I don't like. Please, let's take an hour max. I'll go in and fucking write and try and figure it out. Get it out, whatever. I'm just, I'm just making suggestions to try and fucking save us, you know? heard we've got to honor our promises i cannot nor can you you don't deserve to be in a relationship that has walked away from all the time i can't i would never want you to do that i never want you to be in that you deserve better so do i i cannot be constantly constantly anytime i'm upset or mad or hurt anything i fuck up god if i yell if i fuck up ever ditched that's not marriage you know most people don't have two three houses they can go to it's always on me in your house and you always split 
depth. Listen, you can't be saying that. If that's how you feel, you feel that from you because you didn't get that from me. I never fucking said this is my house and my house only. Heard, kind of, but I know yesterday I... Depp, no, it's our fucking house. It's our fucking herd. Well, you always remind me that. Depp, I got Rocky and Josh living there. I got Whitney living there. Don't, so don't. Heard, but you would say it in fights. Use that in fights. And I'm sorry, but I feel like, you know, forget it. I just want... Depp, don't think that you heard. I just want the security and the commitment from you that we have destroyed both of us. And I don't know if that matters to you, but personally, like if you need that. Depp, it absolutely matters to me. And here's the part that was altered again. So this first line is included in the audio that was edited. So from her, it says, but I do. And I can't promise you that I'll be perfect. I can't promise you I won't get physical again. God, I fucking sometimes get so mad. I lose it. I can fucking promise you I'm, you know, do everything to change. And then here is the part what that wasn't included in the rest of the line. I promise you, I'm not going to throw around divorce. I will not say divorce unless I really mean it, unless it's it. And then I hope you leave me. I'm not going to, me too, I will leave you. It's fair, you know, I can't do it. And I think honestly, if we hold each other accountable to that, it's fair. Depp, that's what I said earlier. Look, if we get to that, that point where it's like, this is heard, it's a line we don't cross. I know that was probably kind of hard to keep up with because it's a lot of like, them talking over each other and stuff um but that was massively edited because that was obviously a very calm conversation where they're both trying to get to a point where they're working things out and figuring things out and figuring out how to deal with what's happening between them but instead Depp and his team edited it to just show that oh you know she's admitting that she hits him which is kind of ridiculous so The following is some really bizarre texts between Depp and Marilyn Manson. And don't forget Marilyn Manson is a man also accused by many people of abuse. Um, So these were included in um, the documents which didn't make it to court. Um, So Manson called his wife Amber 2.0 and claimed to be having similar issues with her. Um, These texts, now they're kind of going to sound... A little crazy and like I'm just talking nonsense but I promise you this is how they are written so if it sounds crazy and hard to keep up with that's just because they're written this way okay so and I've also like skipped over things that just I didn't find really necessary um it was just a lot of like repeating the same things so I'm just picked like several that I thought were kind of relevant so in one of Depp's responses to um Manson he texts in and in and out, X, loving Jew, my brother. I woke to two lovely photos of a man that seems to be capturing more than my attention. Thank you for remembering. These little tokens keep my heart warm in your absence. I miss you, my brother. We shall exchange precious bodily fluids. Don't take no shit. Most important is to stay calm and not give her what she wants, which is to make you scream, flip out and feed her narcissism. Trust me, I've been reading a lot of material on that and sociopathic behaviour. It is fucking real, my brother. My ex-cunt is goddamn textbook. Should have read this shit earlier. They're taking me to stage now. Hit me when you can. Big gay love. Zippy the pinhead. Um, so even just hear how he refers to her like not his ex-wife, his ex-cunt. I mean, could that be a more disgusting way to describe any woman? Like, it's sickening. 
In other texts, Manson says he may need to crash with Depp tonight. He says, I'm coming to the fuck pad tonight, tight pants on, which Depp didn't respond to. But Manson keeps texting over various dates. Things like, hey, I'm going to hobo spank you. Had a massive dramatic exodus of the it, but I'm okay. Can't sleep. Just wanted to hear from my not gay boy. After Depp eventually responds, Manson says, Lindsay pulled an amber and filed a police report because that zipperhead James and her poor fat mom want to steal my money. He says he is safe right now, but may need to hide out if Depp is a spare room. Depp says, let me know, brother. Depp tells him to keep his distance and speak as little as possible to her. He asks if he should come and get him. Manson says she told the cops he beat her up and that he has drugs in the house, so he's ready to book it out of there. Depp says to stay away from her and give her no chance to get at him. Manson says, let's have our own salo, but no gay stuff with us. Just get the guy in front of Chinese theatre and someone from any goth band and buy them as slaves and make them create over create our formative years in an opera and we shall tussle the young lasses double dots girl gets here on thursday we can have clandestine man times cat wrestling then the fanta shall send us into out her face space boom manson also goes on to call her the cunt and says she called him a homosexual because him and johnny have a close relationship and even have matching tattoos like like i said in the beginning these texts are so bizarre and are written like two just young teenage boys not two grown-ass men honestly I urge you to read them in full as they are written like I said I only pulled the more coherent ones the rest just made no sense um and there's links again in the bio to that or you can just google them but also like again like I said Deb calling her his ex contour like it just really turns my stomach like it turns my stomach like how can you defend a man that says that at all about any woman like it's sickening like I wouldn't care if I was with a guy or like one of my friends or something and they referred to their ex like that no matter what she'd done if she'd done terrible things I still just wouldn't be able to stomach it oh it's just so sickening so Depp also had fought to have expert testimony from a psychiatrist denied Hurt had revealed during a session with her and Depp that he was abusing her and she would fight back so this was a session they had um, with the psychiatrist both of them together so the psychiatrist had concluded that she was a she was a victim of domestic violence at the hands of Depp. These statements were made in front of Depp and he never protested them at the time. Therefore, his trying to get it dismissed on hearsay had no grounds whatsoever because he was there when it happened. When Heard filed the restraining order, this psychiatrist reached out to her in support, asking if she was safe, let her know she was thinking of her, knowing what she had gone through. Depp tried to claim that she committed vehicular manslaughter as a teenager because she had suspended license and her friend had been killed in a car accident. Her license had been suspended because of speeding tickets and was not related in any way at all to her friend's death. This rumour also did the rounds online with zero proof to connect the two incidents, showing again people were willing to believe anything bad about her without any actual proof or research. So like the fact that this poor woman had a friend die in a car accident when she was a teenager completely traumatic event in her life and Depp tried to bring that into the trial as evidence against her against her to say she committed vehicular, vehicular manslaughter which she hadn't the reason her license was suspended was because she had speeding tickets nothing to do with her friend's death at all whatsoever I mean it's insane 
Evidence was hidden showing Depp's lawyer Adam Waldman had admitted a wit- intimidated a witness into signing a declaration that she had never seen any injuries on her. He threatened her with negative consequences and the witness said she felt coerced. Depp's former agent Tracy Jacobs had evidence that movie studios weren't happy with Depp due to his serious and worsening alcohol and drug abuse, lateness and not showing up at all to filming. So again, that's him causing these issues with movie studios that has nothing to do with Heard saying stuff about him, causing them to do it. He's doing that himself by his own terrible behaviour. Significant financial issues surrounding some of the abuse he inflicted on Heard. She believed Depp hit Heard based on his behaviour and his inconsistencies and violent outbursts. More than a couple of times, Depp was angry at Jacobs to the point where it really concerned her and that these instances seemed to intensify as time went on. The period of 2015 and 2016 was a time when Depp was angry at everyone. His own actions hurt his career. He lied to the LAPD. He appeared on TV drunk and stoned to the point Disney's studio executives called Jacobs asking what the hell is wrong with your client. These same issues appeared during filming of Pirates 5 and Disney told Jacobs the conduct was not going to be tolerated. They were not going to put up with this and there was no love between Johnny and Disney given the situation. And again, nothing to do with Heard. That was his own actions. So Depp declared that Heard did not cause him any specific mental or physical injury. Heard's injury pictures had no editing and accurate metadata, unlike Depp's pictures. Depp was being sued for various labour violations by his own employees. Nurse Lisa Bean testified to being told by Depp's doctor, Dr. Kipper, that Depp had physically injured Heard. Medical information showed Depp takes medication for erectile dysfunction and herpes. The full in-context conversation where Heard explains why she hit Depp. Heard turned down 60 million in royalties she was entitled to from their marriage, despite lawyers insisting it was rightfully hers. Texts that Depp sent to his assistant, Stephen Deuter, about Stephen's then-girlfriend, 22-year-old Polly. So these are texts that he wrote to this man, his assistant, about his assistant's girlfriend, who's only 22. So Depp says, Right, exactly. Molly's pussy is rightfully mine. Should I not just bust in and remove its hinges tonight? I mean, disgusting. And he's texting that to this man about his girlfriend. And another text says, I want to change her understanding of what it is like to be thrashed about like a pleading mackerel. I need, I want, I take. That is so disgusting. And the fact that he's sending that to his assistant about his girlfriend and that she's only 22 at the time. And this guy is, he's an old, like, he's an old man. Like, come on. Like, oh my God, it's so disturbing. It's so disturbing. Depp's nurse, Debbie Lloyd, said he was upset with the director for making him too many unnecessary takes when he wasn't feeling well. She said he finished filming, was extremely agitated leaving the set. He kicked in the door of his trailer and refused to speak to the director. He was verbally aggressive to another person on set for no apparent reason. He was prescribed Xanax to reduce his agitation. Another day, she said he was sitting in the kitchen with scraped and bloody knuckles and said he had punched a whiteboard in the kitchen after a fight. Sorry, guys, I just had to adjust my headphones. 
Um, so both Depp's therapist and the therapist he had hired for Amber referred to him as a narcissist in their notes. Depp's therapist confirmed he had a logical jealous feelings about Amber being around other men and women, which made him insecure and angry, especially because she was openly bisexual and had female admirers. In text messages, Depp expresses his jealousy and anger at why Amber is pictured at her movie's rap party until 5am. He says, I don't know what's real and what is paranoid jealousy. Depp claimed Amber... Amber proposal withheld meds from him during detox, but notes show that she was in constant communication with his team and doing everything the doctors had said to. Depp admits to the nurse that the majority of issues in their marriage are caused by his drug and alcohol use and that he has herpes and worries he's given it to her. So um, this is an email from Depp's doctor, um, Dr. David Kipper, to um, Depp's uh, sister. So, Christy, I'm alerting you to some concerning issues that arose last night after we spoke. Amber called us at around midnight asking that we come over to their house. They evidently had a fight. She claims he pushed her and she asked him to leave the house. We found him in the bar area sitting quietly and upset. We spent a long time with him discussing how he felt, what had happened, his thoughts on what sobriety actually meant for him and how committed he truly was to the journey we were on. As we discussed in my home at our first meeting and several times since, the journey was a series of transitions. First to stabilise him at an acceptable, comfortable medication dose until his filming was complete, then detoxifying him from all those substances, using other medications to ensure comfort and safety, and finally, rebalancing his brain chemistry with stabilising medications, not addictive and safe. We've completed the first two phases and are now ready for round three. This was a discussion you and I had on the phone prior to Debbie and I going there at midnight. It's difficult for me to read too much into this conversation that followed. He's uncomfortable, is pessimistic that he will ever be able to stop doing drugs, actually romanticizes the entire drug culture and has no accountability for his behaviors. When reminded that he has had these feelings his entire life, he's able to have a glimmer of perspective, but this very history reinforces his feeling that past is prelude. He admitted to me and Debbie that he was willing to do this treatment for everyone else, but he has never been clear as to how much he wanted this for himself. This conversation was unfortunately wrapped around a centerpiece of bad feelings with Amber. He's fundamental fundamental issues with anger, and when he gets mad at her for her bad behaviour, he has tremendous ambivalence and guilt about these feelings even being valid. When we discussed soliciting support from those in the sobriety, sobriety community that he respected, Elton and Chuck, he gave what seemed to be lip service, referencing these folks more for their celebrity than their struggle with sobriety and what they could bring to the table. I also think that his need to be liked trumps his ability to actually reach out to these guys with the vulnerability that would ultimately give him the support he needs from the community he respects. There is also an issue of patience. He is driven almost reflexively by his ID. He has no patience by for not getting his needs met has no understanding of delayed gratification and is quite childlike in his reactions when he does not get immediate satisfaction. His motivation is also <clears throat> label and this speaks to the issue of his accountability. He has tremendous respect for you, which Debbie and I believe could be an essential positive in his ability to remain committed. Even when he speaks of his children, I don't believe he grasps the responsibility he must have in their lives. He describes the events surrounding Lily Rose's E. coli near-death experience without much emotion, and the conversation becomes about him, not her. He admits to feeling close to suicidal at the moment when he thought she might die, but doesn't parlay this experience into anything close to a revelation about proper parenting. Again, total narcissism. 
So here we are. He agreed to sleeping on this on all this last night. He did not sound at all committed to continuing the care once we arrived in Los Angeles, but he did waver a bit when we suggested that he and Amber take a few days apart once we landed. I think this would be critical if we were to continue his treatment. This is not so much a denouncement of Amber, but a recognition that the focus now needs to be exclusively on him. For my two cents, I think he needs to remain committed, endure some discomfort he has actually had very little, get neurochemically stable, seek an ongoing therapeutic relationship with a doctor I know that could help him, and get into the recovery um, community on whatever level he would accept. Short of this, his chances remain slim, he is discouraged and angry, but this is not unusual at this phase of treatment. Our best course now is to get him back to Los Angeles, get his pharmacologic fine-tuning initiated and add in the therapist while we have his attention. I think if you were to call him today and take his pulse, encourage him to stay the course and trust us, it would go a long way toward keeping him on track. I'm not willing to quit since I know this is a predictable bump in anyone's treatment and we can make a difference in his life. The problem is him. He needs to be on his own team. I'm available to chat at any time, one way or the other. We need to leave the island if there's any chance of him getting well. Another setback or failure for him would only reinforce his bad feelings about himself, his destiny to always fail and the dark road his life has occasionally travelled. Much respect and still hope David. Um, so I think that that letter is very telling. And again, like, you know, have you heard anything from that letter in the media? Probably not, right? Because they don't want to focus on the bad things about Depp. They only want to focus about the bad things about Amber. So a domestic violence expert and therapist who had treated Amber was blocked from testifying. She said heard repeatedly reported Depp's violent behaviour and she believed she was a victim of domestic violence. The couple's therapist said she saw Amber's bruises in both pictures and in person and said she may have had bruises on other parts of her body. As early as 2011, Amber's therapist was hearing how Depp was physical and made note. In November 2011, she wrote, tried refusing to see him if drunk, he got angry, but next time was mostly sober. Feeling better about relationship but tired of hiding was fun at first. Understands Jay not ready to go public, feels he knows best from PR standpoint, assures that they will go public soon, still spending most of their time with his friends. Sometimes her friend and sister are there, worried when they aren't together that he will get hurt or is cheating. He assures her he won't cheat, but she's not sure. Afraid to discuss using and drinking because he gets loud and physical. Questioned if he has hit her, said he only yells and throw things. Remember, escalation, escalation, this is important, common, you've heard it all before. As early as 2012, Heard reported the escalation that he hit her, threw her to the floor and called her a whore. She also reported sexual abuse. In a note from January 2012, Dr. Jacob said, Had a good time on vacation, but there were times when she believed she knew what it was like to be her mother. Said she was reluctant to tell me what happened because she knew what I would say. Asked her what she thought I would say. Said she heard me saying, leave him on the floor, don't engage and to leave. Jay, very drunk, using, angry, tried to calm him down, asked him not to drink or use so much, which made him angrier. Admits, screaming back at him. He hit her, threw on the floor. She threw pot at him, told her she dresses like a whore and was not to wear local dresses, shirts, etc. After he sobered up, he's always apologetic and sweet, wants sweet Jay around more. Discussed cycles of domestic violence again, told her no matter what she did or didn't do, that behaviour was unacceptable. Told her no matter what, she can't change him. 
September 25th, 2012, extremely fatigued, fighting with G again. He was violent, throwing things, some hit her, she's screaming back, started with he was upset at clothes, ripped her nightgown, threw her on the bed, tried to have sex but couldn't get an erection, became more angry, he passed out. So these are all notes that her therapist took during her visits with her and these all sound very very common and her like you know she's trying to say to Amber like to not engage with him but like it's very hard when you're in the moment when all this chaos is going on to not engage with it it's hard to just like and sometimes they won't leave you alone either I mean I used to go into my bedroom and he would still come in after me like he would follow me literally around the house to abuse me he would wake me up out of sleep to abuse me all of the rest of that and again like Amber says here after he sobers up he's always apologetic and sweet and she wants the sweet Johnny around more which like I felt that too like that happens all the time you feel like when you get the glimpses of who you thought they were and the nice person you thought they were you cling on to that so so hard so everything she's saying here just like resonates with me and, and seems very correct to me. Bruce Whitkin, Depp's longtime friend since they were teens, said Depp's issues had nothing to do with Hurd, that the people on his payroll were enablers who would never speak out against him, and that he was called to his house he was called to his house when he was acting out. He spoke out afterward and said Depp had a jealous streak and was at one time jealous of Nicolas Cage. He displayed jealousy in his relationships with Vanessa and said a lot of it is in his head and not reality. Dr. Connell Cowan, who Depp hired to treat Amber, messaged her saying to stay safe and healthy as he felt she was in a toxic relationship. He says there was emotional and physical danger for her in the relationship. And there is so much more evidence out there like this. I couldn't possibly include everything from the 6,000 pages. But if you do want to check that, again, as I said, the link is there in the bio. Um, All of this is not part of the trial, but again... When these documents were unsealed, the deaf fanatic still tried to make excuses for his behaviour. And also, you know, this story is still ongoing, even as I write this, because um, just three days ago, deaf fanatics put their money into this again. And this time they purchased Amber Heard's therapist notes. And these are notes from way before the trial, which were previously sealed. They go back years and they show that she was speaking to her therapist about the abuse for years before anything ever came out publicly. Um, So I don't know why they keep looking for more, but it's kind of good in a way of Amber's case. I mean, I don't like that her therapist notes were accessed when they were previously sealed because obviously that's very private. It wasn't in the trial. It shouldn't be put out there. She's already traumatised enough. Um, But I just... I just think like when will it stop like they just want to I think they kind of enjoy the circus of it and I'm like do you guys have nothing better to do because I doubt they would care for like some regular Joe Soap who was you know going through a domestic violence trial I don't think they would give a shit to be honest it's just because it's Johnny Depp and they're obsessed with him it's just like it's just crazy to me honestly so I just wanted to correct some of the lies that were spread about Amber Heard over the last few years and again um, this is something that I, I had wanted to include but thanks to that Twitter user Shadow Bunny again just kind of reminded me of a lot of things and um, a lot of this information is from their page so I again wanted to give credit to them and the full uh, posts that they've made are again in the bio so the lie. Heard participated in satanic sex parties and was a Hollywood madam. 
the truce. Under a paywall article, Jessica Reed Krause, aka House and Habit, fabricated a tale in which Amber Heard was secretly operating as a lesbian Hollywood madam along her former pa- partner Tasha and attending satanic sex parties with elites like Elon Musk. She stole photos from Amber's birthday party in 2017 and tried to pass them off as photos from the sex parties. She also spoke to an anonymous woman, later discovered to be Renee Blythewood, who allegedly attended these parties with Amber and provided photos she'd taken at one party back in 2017. The problem? The dress that she allegedly wore to the party wasn't produced until 2018. Later in an interview, Jessica Krause would claim she doesn't care about verifying sources and will post any information sent her way. I mean, come on. So, the lie. Heard slept with her underage assistant. I hadn't even heard this one, actually. And the truth is, a photo of Amber in bed with her former assistant, Savannah, made the rounds online with Depp fans claiming she was 17 in the photo. In actuality, Amber had not even known Savannah until her 18th birthday when they met on the set of London Fields and the photo of them together wasn't taken until years later when she was 23. The people circulating the images purposely excluded the dates and captions on the photos Savannah posted. This is another lie crafted by deaf fans who were deflecting from Johnny dating Winona Ryder when she actually was 17. So again, like they always want to kind of counter attack. So like stories, I remember at the time when people were saying like, oh my God, like Winona Ryder was only 17 when she started dating Johnny Depp and he was much older than her. And um, you know, they had to kind of counterattack that and say, well, Amber did this, like trying to kind of get the attention away from all the wrongdoings that he has done. So the lie, Amber had no witnesses to her abuse and injuries. The truth, Amber actually had t- around 10 witnesses who testified to witnessing Depp's abusive behaviour. Um, and then here are just some of the examples of that. So um, Io Tillett-Wright testifies to hearing an altercation. Raquel Pennington, close friend of Heard at the time, testifies to seeing Heard's face red and swollen and that Heard had her hair ripped out of her head on December 15, 2015. She also testifies to taking pictures of the damage to the penthouses. Raquel Pennington um, also testifies to seeing Heard's face. Um, wait, no, sorry, I'm reading the same thing. Sorry about that. Um, the if if you could see what I'm reading from, the writing is extremely small. Um, so Josh Drew, Pennington's fiance at the time, testifies to witnessing Heard's pretty significant visible facial injuries on December 15, 2015. He also testifies to witnessing Pennington take the pictures of Heard's injuries. Sexton testifies to an incident in which she witnessed Depp coming at her before Depp's bodyguard intervened. She was shaking and upset. It felt like something that had been going on for a while. Melanie Inglesias. Inglesias? Inglesias. Inglesias? I've never seen that surname before. I-N-G-L-E-S-S-I-S. Inglesias. I'm just going to say that. I'm sorry. Um, so she was Heard's makeup artist and she testifies to seeing injuries on Heard's face and hair missing from Heard's scalp on December 16, 2015. She had discoloration under both eyes and the bridge of the nose and she had a split lip. Henriquez testifies to an incident on March 23rd, 2015 in which Heard and Depp were having a fight. Henriquez testifies that Depp ran up the stairs, struck her, causing her to retaliate by hitting him before Depp grabbed her, grabbed her by the hair and repeatedly hit her in the face. Mars testifies to seeing injuries on Heard's face on the night of May 21st, 2016. She had a red, swollen face. Bruce Whitkin, Depp's former brother-in-law and close friend for 40 years, testifies to seeing bruises on Amber's upper arm in March of 2013. It just looked like she was grabbed. 
Dr. Laura Anderson, herd and depth therapist, testifies to seeing herds bruising both in pictures and in person. Somewhere in the period while she still had injuries, she showed me photos, but she also came in and showed me in person. Um, Pennington testifies to witnessing her covering bruises on her face with makeup and denies that her ever faked bruises. She often had to cover bruises and injuries on her face with makeup. Um, so they're just some of the um, examples given of people witnessing the abuse and the injuries. So um, another lie, Heard abused other people, including her sister, friends and colleagues. This is something that was majorly put out there at the time. So the truth, all of these allegations came from Depp fans. Amber's sister, Whitney, has never accused Amber of abuse and has testified and corroborated her claims throughout both trials. The only person Whitney did accuse of abuse was Johnny himself and testified he made her sign an NDA after the assault. The assault. Depp's lawyer uncovered an old pilot from a 2006 reality series Whitney participated in, in which a friend jokingly tells Whitney that Amber beat her ass. This is somehow used as evidence, through bo- though both women were teenagers at the time, Amber and her sister remain close to this day. None of Amber's colleagues have ever accused her of abuse either. Kate James, a disgruntled employee Amber fired in 2015, who was exposed as conspiring with Depp, is the only person who has claimed Amber spat in her face without evidence or eyewitnesses. And lastly, Amber's friend Raquel admits to hitting Amber during an altercation and that Amber hit her back. And another lie is the UK trial was corrupt and the judge had lies had ties to the Sun newspaper. The truth debunked by the Royal Court of Appeals reviewing the case and concluding the ruling was accurate and again I said this above when I was talking about that um, the Royal Court of, Court of Appeals is not going to be conspiring with this like it's just ridiculous um, so Amber announced on her Instagram my daughter was born on April 8, 2021. Her name is Una Page Hurd. She's the beginning of the rest of my life. She moved to Spain after selling her house in California due to the chaos of the trial and has said that she is very happy there and has no plans to leave. The online hate campaigns against her continue to this day. Okay, guys, so that concludes this two-part episode on Amber Heard. There was so very much information out there about this case that I simply couldn't possibly include everything. I've said it before, but like, I, it, it's so hard. I could not have done it. These episodes were long enough making it into two parts. I really didn't want to make it a three-part. Um, I tried to just include as much relevant information as I could without changing the narrative completely. Um, Even as I finished writing and recording this case, I was seeing more things online that I'd forgotten to include, but I kind of just had to get to a point where I had to let it go. It would have been a 10 parter if I'd included everything, honestly. And as I mentioned quite a few times throughout, I just didn't have the mental capacity to talk about the social media circus and the hate campaign against her in full. It would have just been too much for me to go through. Plus, we're all very much aware of this we've all lived this in real time so unless something major crops up in the meantime I'm most likely never going to mention this case again it's just too much to take I never even thought honestly that I would get to this point with it I'm recording and editing this all in the same few days so that weeks from now the episodes will be uploaded as schedules but I won't have to think about it I need a major break from it so I'm going to go get some fresh air right now. It's a gorgeous day out here in New York. And I suggest you also do something to take your mind out of it if it's affected you as much as it has affected me. Um, So yeah, I hope you guys hung in there and thanks so much for listening. And I really appreciate it as always. Again, I'll just remind you, October Domestic Violence Awareness Month, I'm going to be dropping some, maybe some surprise little episodes here and there. And I'm going to have lots of social media posts. I have a lot of fun things coming up 
as part of the month and things that I've been invited to and whatever again I'll speak on that more as the time comes I'm super excited about it um I've been doing lots more um training sessions with the um National Domestic Violence Association and um that's been really enjoyable um it's all a learning process I'm still learning as a survivor I'm still learning as an advocate and I really appreciate you guys appreciate you guys coming along on this ride with me again reach out to the hotline.org if you need any help and always my dms are open at mangogs at ipv and me I'm gonna have an email address coming soon also I'm hoping in the next week or two and I'll let you know that on my social media and yeah guys thanks so much for listening I hope you have a great week and I'll see you again soon Bye.